Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this, the very first episode of 2021. It's hard to believe. Um, let me take this opportunity to wish you a happy new year. And as ever, thank you for tuning in. Of course, normally at the start of January, the focus is on goals and resolutions and the, the new start or a new you for the new year. Um, but that's not the case this year as we endure another lockdown and the latest wave of the COVID-19 crisis. You know, January always seems like a long month and somehow this year with lockdown, I think it's going to seem even longer. Um, so for me at this time, it's not about resolutions. It's really about resolve. So this week, what my focus is on is strategies to help us to, to dig deep once again. And in the midst of all of this uncertainty, you know, the focus as ever is on controlling what is within our control, which of course includes our response to the uncontrollable. Um, I did an article a while ago titled Switch Off and Reboot, you know, the old computer analogy. So if in theory we switched off a little bit over Christmas, well, then maybe this is the opportunity for, for somewhat of a reboot. Normally at this time of the year too, of course, I'm preparing for my annual client workshop SOAR. Um, that usually takes place the second or third week in January in the Westbury Hotel. Of course, I made the decision a few months ago now that that event wouldn't be taking place in person. And I had looked at ways of moving it online. But I, it just wasn't working for me. Um, and I decided to take some of my own advice in that area. You know, if it feels like you're swimming upstream or running in treacle and stuff is just not happening, sometimes it's a, it's a sign to take a step back. And um, I think for me, as I think about this month myself, um, as I say, it's not about, you know, goal setting and um, business as usual, because it's not. So as I say, this week, my focus here is really about digging deep once again and leaning into the, the best of ourselves as we face continued challenges. I know many people who tune in every week are business owners, professionals, managers. So later in this week's episode, I'm going to be sharing a few tips and insights for rebooting your business or your approach to work. But I want to start with a few general foundation blocks, as I would call them. Some uh, qualities, some uh, traits that we can always rely on. And it's something that's at the forefront of my mind as, you know, this long month of January stretch out, stretches out ahead of us. And it's interesting because I'm going to start with gratitude. And that's one of the last things I spoke about last year as well, when I was sharing in a podcast episode, all of the, the insights or wisdom that I picked up in 2020, uh, a lot of it the hard way. So here's one or two questions for you to reflect on just to get us maybe into um, that more neutral or upbeat mindset. Um, let's contemplate the question, you know, what's working well in your life right now? You know, so often we're focused on what's not working right or what could be better, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but let's not forget everything that's in the bag, everything we do well regularly every day. So what's working well in your life right now? We can always broaden that then into just the general gratitude reflection question, you know, as we embark upon 2021, what are you grateful for? 
you know, I often think this sort of question, which interestingly, I always start a lot of my workshops with, um, you know, gets us into a mindset that is perhaps more receptive to some of the other questions that I'll be sharing with you. Um, and as I often say, you know, without appreciation for what we have, without counting our blessings, you know, it's difficult to build from that. So that's what we're starting with. It's what we ended 2020 with. It's what we're starting 2021 with. So those two questions again, what's working well in your life right now? And as we embark upon, you know, a new year, uh, what are you currently grateful for? The second foundation stone is a phrase that I use frequently. I think it's because I have to keep learning it myself, which is controlling the controllables. You know, there's a brutal truth in life, you know, that so many of us refuse to accept. And that's, you know, we don't have control over perhaps the majority of things that happen in our lives. And when we resist that truth, the tendency is, is that we can become control freaks you know, a tendency to micromanage or a refusal to delegate tasks at work, you know, as we try to force other people to change into how we want them to be, or we try to manipulate circumstances. And that's all happening in an effort to feel safer. Um, you know, we often think that if we can gain enough control over people and situations that we find ourselves in, that we'll be able to prevent bad things from happening. But that unfortunately is not the case. You know, so this, of course, leads us into the territory of managing our mindset, um, managing that habit of worry, um, which is something that I think is always there, but circumstances can bring it more to the forefront of our minds or that internal voice can seem louder. And the, the route to dealing with that, and there's many, is about focusing and determining what you can control. You know, so when you find yourself worrying, take a minute or two to examine what you have control over. You know, you can't prevent a storm coming, but you can prepare for it. Uh, you can't control how someone else behaves, but you can control how you respond to them. And sometimes we have to recognize that all we perhaps have control over is our own attitude, our intention, and the effort that we put into something. And um, that leads me into a third foundation block, which is all around courage. Because for me, courage is the antidote to feeling worried and scared. And it's, it's nice to just remind ourselves of that. You know, for me, the definition of worry, and I've said it before, is the long shadow of the worst possible future that we experience in the present. And worry is part of our defense mechanism. Uh, worry is like playing a movie in our head that's titled, you know, this dreadful thing might happen to me. Um, we're using our imagination to picture the worst case scenario, uh, to catastrophize, which is something I know I have a tendency to do. Um, and when we're focused on the worst case scenario, our emotions and um, feelings, you know, it triggers that internal fight or flight response as we're stimulated um, to, to protect ourselves. Um, so for me, when I find myself stuck in that worry loop, um, a question I will ask myself is, well, what can I do about this now? So whatever I'm focused on, let me ask myself, what can I do about this now? And if the answer is nothing, which is often the case, then really all we can do is to love that part of ourselves that is feeling worried. You know, whether we call that the internal child, the inner child, or, you know, just that part of us that, that looks out for our own well-being. Let me just acknowledge that and give myself a little bit of 
compassion. Something else that we can do to lean into courage is to remember all of those times in the past when we were faced with challenges, where we persevered, we found a way through, uh, we acted even though maybe our hands were shaking and our knees were trembling. And all of those resources around courage, being resolute, resilience, they're all still inside us. And we can access them when we choose to think about those times when maybe, you know, we, we stepped up, we stepped forward, we made a courageous decision and we survived. Um, and that, of course, goes back to the broader theme for this week's episode, where it's not the new year, new you, thriving. It's more about surviving, both from a physical and a mental health perspective. So before I share a few reflections and tips with you on rebooting, perhaps an approach to work or to life more broadly, a quick recap on those foundation stones. Uh, first one, gratitude. We can reach for it at any time. Gratitude being the great antidote to worry and stress and frustration and overwhelm. Um, then managing that internal sense of worry that's there all the time. Um, looking at it head on, asking myself, where do I have control? What can I do about it now? Um, and then recognizing too that the quality of courage is the one to to reach for when we are feeling worried and scared. You know, and we've many times in the past where we have demonstrated courage in the face of adversity, and we've survived. So. Let me put my business hat on for a minute here, because I know a lot of my listeners are business professionals, and sometimes the focus in my weekly podcasts can go a little bit more personal. So I just want to make sure I keep it as broad as possible for this first podcast of the year. You know, so like many people in business, the COVID-19 crisis has forced me to reassess what I do. And I often think January is a time for reassessment. Um, and that that can be scary, but of course it's also an opportunity to get back to basics and to do some fresh thinking. The current realities and challenges, of course, have to take precedence, you know. But it 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 is sensible to have at least one eye down the road and envisaging perhaps what a post COVID nineteen world might be like. You know, it reminds me of the conversation I had with Raymond Poole uh, a few weeks ago on a podcast episode um, just before Raymond ran the um, annual PM Summit, an event that was normally an in-person or usually an in-person event, which is now taking place online uh, or took place online back in December. Um, and uh, and how going forward it was more likely to be a hybrid event where people would be tuning in online and I know that's the case with my work as well whereas the days of just running full day workshops in front of audiences may not be the norm going forward you know so it can be hard to contemplate some of those things but perhaps that's what we're all being forced to do at this time I was dipping in and out over Christmas of a favourite book of mine, um, Ikagi, I-K-I-G-A-I. You may have heard of that term. term. Um, it's by Hector Garcia, and it has the subtitle of The Japanese Secret to a Long and Happy Life. Oh, don't we just wish for that? Um, and the phrase Ikagi often refers to a reason for jumping out of bed each morning. You know, and the theory can be that that's how we should be come the new year and the start of uh, January. But the practical reality is it's not usually the case. Hence, 
since I was reaching for this book myself. But your ikagi, to use that phrase, resides at the intersections of what you love doing and what you're good at, which is usually an extension of what brings you joy anyway, um, as you deliver a service or a solution to a world that needs it. And of course, the COVID-19 crisis has changed what the world needs, what our clients, what our customers need. Um, and we have seen evidence of how people and businesses have, have pivoted to respond to the changing environment and their communities or customer bases' immediate needs, exploring new ways of being of service. And um, that's something that I had to do myself last year at the early stages of the crisis when I saw all the work just bleed from my diary. I had to ask myself, well, what do my clients or contacts need from me? And to answer that question, you're then brought into the, the fundamental, I suppose, marketing question of, you know, where do I add value? And when I contemplated that last year, I said, maybe in the short term, all I can do with social media and podcasts and blogs and articles um, and my monthly newsletter is to continue to put out maybe thought-provoking quotes, encouraging articles, something that maybe gives people some food for thought and allows them to connect with their best authentic selves. And I've received some positive feedback on that. You know, it's not immediately business generating, but it's a way for me to continue to add value to be of service to the people in my community. And, you know, there that question of where do I add value, I think is a fundamental question for every business. But so often we're too busy with the daily grind to pause and contemplate them. But maybe we have an opportunity to do that now. So if you are in business, you know, here's a few questions worth contemplating. In the short term, what do my clients, connections, community need from me? Uh, going forward for the foreseeable future, what is likely to change about my customers, resources, markets, and the business environment? How can I or how can my business add value in this emerging reality? What should I or we abandon? What's no longer working? What's no longer relevant? What do we need to stop doing? As a people manager, what does my team need from me? And then there's a few even deeper questions. You know, what am I or we in business to do? And what's the purpose of my business? What's the core purpose of my business? And then what's my or our definition of success in the short, medium and long term? How am I redefining success for me and my business? It can be argued, of course, that the purpose of a business is to make a profit, to give its investors a return, to offer employment, to contribute to the economy. But in recent years, there has been a trend where companies are widening their definition of success. And I think the COVID-19 crisis is prompting others to do likewise. You know, of course, any business enterprise needs to be viable, but maybe there are other components of success that are not as easily measured by a spreadsheet. You know, factors such as contributing to society and the quality of people's lives, being a source of community, creating an enduring body of work, uh, or being a voice for a cause. Uh, this prompts the larger question, you know, how are your customers or community better off, quote unquote, better off because of you and your business. 
you know, whilst business as usual satisfied our needs for routine and certainty, you know, that old normal wasn't working for everyone. And there are many aspects of the old ways that were beyond their sell-by date. You know, we're not going to go back to a world of compulsory office attendance or lengthy commutes or stale meetings. You know, I think the phrase, we've always done it this way, is now one that's going to be resigned to the history books. There's a quote that I often use during leadership workshops by the American philosopher and writer William Arthur Ward that I'm going to share with you now. It goes, we must be silent before we can listen. We must listen before we can learn. We must learn before we can prepare. We must prepare before we can serve. We must serve before we can lead. And for me in this COVID-19 crisis, it continues to be a time for listening. You know, what are we hearing? What are we learning? You know, for some people, it's the call of changing customer needs uh, and the businesses that are pivoting and adapting to those needs are the ones who are demonstrating flexibility and leadership. And of course, at a personal level, you know, many of us are hearing the call of long held dreams and ambitions that's now more audible in the absence of that routine busyness. Um, and there's a growing desire to take back control and instigate meaningful change in our lives or in our post-COVID world, which hopefully won't be too far away. So if you're listening to this more from a personal as opposed to a business perspective, here's a few additional questions for you that might help with a a little reboot, um, um, some questions to ponder and reflect upon. Um, What brings me joy? And that goes back to the Ikagi book, um, but I'm also channeling um, Marie Kondo, you know, that lady who's on Netflix with the, um, uh, her brand is all about tidying up. And she uses that phrase, what sparks joy? Well, what brings me joy? You know, I often think that what ultimately all of us want is to feel as happy and fulfilled as we can in every aspect of our lives. And that brings us into the territory of joy. What brings me joy? It reminds me of what's important. You know, from a career perspective or from a work perspective, what do I want my work or career to do for me? That gets me to think about some of the ingredients in my own recipe for success. What do I want my career or work to do for me? Uh, In this year, you know, going forward over the next few weeks, what do I want more of and what do I want less of? In brackets after that, of course, also goes, well, what's within my control? What do I want more of? What do I want less of? Where do I excel? That reminds me of maybe skills that we take for granted, um, aspects of our work that we just enjoy and we'd like to have more of it. And then let me remind myself, finally, of what are some of my longer-term aspirations So whilst it may not be possible to work towards them at the same pace or certainty as perhaps we could in a normal environment, let me not lose sight of them. Let me remind ourselves of that phrase, the North Star. You know, I want to steer steer towards it as I deal with the daily cross currents and winds and tides, if I stick with that analogy. So thank you for tuning in this week. Um, It's been a broader episode because I just sort of felt that there was a few things that are are more relevant at the minute than traditional goal setting, let's say. You know, it's it's difficult to overestimate the the seriousness and the, the gravity of the present crisis and the, 
you know, the economic uncertainty as well. You know, and many people, myself included, you know, we continue to wrestle with deep challenges in a world that is continuing to operate upside down. And sometimes it can seem indulgent to use time to think about a future vision for ourselves or our business, you know, but perhaps there's no better time when we're forced to, to rethink many things. Um, and I know that's something that I'm um, trying to do for myself, my own life and my business. Of course, we have to manage the daily challenges, um, but you know this too will pass, as that great Buddha saying goes. And perhaps we can look to the day where we will emerge stronger and more resilient. You know, we cannot predict the future, but we can help to shape it. I'll close with a nice uh, visual that I came across recently. I think I saw this on Instagram where I just had the two years 2020 and 2021 and beneath 2020 was the, you know, the, the larvae, the caterpillar that's gone into its chrysalis and 2021 was the image of the, of the butterfly. And again, I think it's perhaps wishful thinking, but it's the, it was a nice visual reminder though of the, you know, the challenging times that we're all going through and have gone through. Um, but perhaps there's something new that will take flight out of it. So hopefully that's a nice positive note to finish this week's episode with. So thank you again for tuning in and until next time.